It's NFL Week 18, folks, and we have a great show for you today. We've got all you need to know about the NFL Week 18 playoff picture, all the news breaks in the NFL about each team, potentially with stories going on in those teams. We have Matty Bieberson joining us, as well as our uh, former guest we just interviewed a few days ago, Mr. Timmy Buns Bennett. Timmy, how are you doing? Welcome back to the show. How's it feel to be a recurring guest now? And surprised I got on this early, but hey, I'm happy. I'm here for it. Let's do this thing. Beautiful. All right. Well, uh, before we get into it, just want to remind you folks to go on to Big Screen Sports on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Big Screen Sports. On Twitter, it's at Big Screen Sport. You also want to go on to your podcast platform listening platform and check out filter not included podcast which is presented by big screen sports we got a new logo which says that nice and bright at the top thanks to our boy gavin turnick uh so getting into it we got our nfl blogger here mr maddie b brisson maddie b run us through what you got for our playoff picture for week 18 all right fellas so let's go through each conference and then we'll outline every team that's in the hunt every team that's already clinched and what our confidence is going forward in the playoffs because obviously you still got a week, still got some games this weekend to go, you know, don't really know how those are going to end up. There's a lot of, a lot of stinkers, a lot of games that are not going to have any starters in them. So it's probably the best way we can, we can go through it and give you guys your, your daily dose of NFL information. So first off, let's start with the NFC because that seems like a little bit more fixed. So let's start with the Packers. So the Packers have clinched first in the NFC. They're 13 and three first in the NFC North, and they played the Lions this week. So, I mean, I don't even know what to think about this. Brock, what do you think? And give me a 1 to 10, how confident you are in the Packers going forward to be able to make the Super Bowl and do some damage and put up some numbers in the playoffs. I, think, I like to think I love all teams, but I really do hate the Packers. At the end of the day, yeah. uh, if I, I tell people, when you get me sports memorabilia and apparel, you could buy me any team and any player in the entire world. But quite frankly, if you bought me an Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, uh, jersey or t-shirt I might have to choke you out with it but it's one of those you got to respect what Matt LaFleur has done in Green Bay 13 and 3 right now probably going to be 14 and 3 against the Lions uh, that's three straight seasons they've had at least 13 wins under his tenure that's an NFL record but um, at the end of the day the Packers are the Packers they're going to go people will say you got to go through Lambeau can't believe you got to go through Lambeau well people have tried to go through Lambeau yes you did Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So let's really hope that there's a team here in this NFC playoff picture that's going to go through the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau. The big thing here I have to talk about with the Packers uh, is obviously Aaron Rodgers has been a story all year. It started with uh, he didn't actually want to be a Packer at the start of the year. Now look at him. He's 13-3 with his team, potentially Super Bowl contenders. Uh, it's moved into things like his toe injury that I believe is fake, and it's fake news out there, but that's not for me to decide here in Sherwood Park, Alberta. But the one thing that just came out here, Green Bay Packers, we're recording this on Thursday. Green Bay Packers MVP voter, name is Hub Arkush, one of the 50 media members who vote for the NFL MVP award, who is a, in fact, Chicago Bears beat writer, said, I would not vote for Aaron Rodgers because, quote unquote, the biggest jerk in the league does not deserve my vote. So that's a big story coming out of there. Aaron Rodgers criticized the guy saying he's a bum. So that's a big story to Green Bay. Timmy Buns, what's your thoughts on the Green Bay Packers, the story and or other? Um, well, I can't talk about the Green Bay Packers without shouting out one of my buddies, uh, Mike Hull, big Packers fan every game he texts me about. Um, they have a very good team. Doesn't mean I like them. 
Um, I think all that stuff with Rodgers was, you know, I'm surprised they got to stay on track with, you know, their quarterback being put into so much question. But they do have a very good team, two great running backs. Like, that offense is going to be hard to stop. Uh, Devontae Adams is a freak. And I kind of agree with Aaron Rodgers that Bears writer is probably a bum. No, I like that. All right. Um, here's, another, here's a quick question. Also, Packers. quick thing about the Packers real quick. Uh, I've said it all year, and I'll stick to it. Packers defense is a fraud. That's all I'm going to say. Good. All righty. What, what happens in this playoff pick? What happens in this playoff run? How do you think that impacts Aaron Rodgers going forward, a.k.a. re-signing with the team or going somewhere else? Like, if they get one and done, do you think he re-signs or do you think he goes somewhere else? What do you guys think? I think he's gone regardless. Yeah, I was going to say. dude does not want to be there. Gone. Super Bowl, he's gone still, I think. Did anybody uh, I, think, I think he stays just because he's already in fucking mode. He's like, we're good enough. I'm getting paid. He's can basically has control of the franchise now. Can trade whoever he wants. But uh, I'll give the Packers a good eight out of ten. What do you guys think? I think that they can do some damage. I think that they can go deep. Yeah, I'll, I'm good with an eight, maybe seven and a half, just because of their Lambo luck in the playoffs. But eight's a good number. Yeah, I feel like eight is a confident number, almost an eight and a half, because they are a bit of a wagon, but. But there's enough stuff there you, that's fucked up. You're like, this isn't, this doesn't sound good. Like my car's driving, but some something is fucked up. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Uh, perfect. So let's move on to the Rams. Then, so the Rams currently second seed in the NFC, twelve and four, first in the NFC West. And this week they play the 49ers. So there was a couple games there where I was a big skeptic on the Rams, but you know I seem to have turned it around and. Matt Stafford has somehow somehow turned into one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, what do you guys think? Any thoughts on that? Let's start with you, Tim. I think Matt Stafford has always been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He was just stuck in the Motor City with nobody to throw off. I mean, not nobody. He had the best receiver possibly ever but uh, with Calvin Johnson. But Matt Stafford's always been really nice, and he's really shown that this year with uh, Cooper Cup. Um if anybody had told me that uh, Stafford and Cooper Cup had breakfast together every morning, I would have drafted Cooper Cup 1-1 in my fantasy league. But uh, that information came out about three days after my draft, so that sucked. Uh, a really close friend of mine, Colton Uremko, told me just today that the Rams are winning the Super Bowl, so let's go with that. The Rams might be my pick because of that man. He's my gambling advice or advisor, and we're going with it. Rams are real nice. I'll give them like a half. Who do you think? Yeah, I'm just sitting here looking at the Rams here in the NFL playoff picture on NFL.com. And quite frankly, as a Cardinals fan, I can't pick the Rams to win it all. But sometimes your unbiased opinion has to seek out. And um, I do think that their defense is still elite, as it always is. Uh, I think that defense is key in the playoffs, obviously, as well as a good offense. But I don't know. I, I think that it's one of those. All I'm going to say about this is, again, what would they have to win four games, three games to get to the Super Bowl and win the fourth? So. I just I think three to get to the Super Bowl and then win that big one the fourth. I just think Matt Stafford has one of those big oopsie plays that it fucking pick six or two or three bad picks that lead to you know that Rams defense having to be on the field a little bit longer than they anticipated. And I think a team could come in there whether it's Los Angeles or in their home turf uh, and just beat them. I just I think Matt Stafford. A great quarterback. I've always liked Matt Stafford. I'm glad he left Detroit. I just think he has one too many whoopsie plays a year where he's viable to do that in the playoffs. No, that, I agree. Well, what do you think, though, Brock? One to ten. 
what's your confidence that the Rams have what it takes and are complete enough of a team? You know what? I'll give him an eight as well because I do think that uh, the Packers and the Rams are on the same level. I think the Packers' defense is fraud, and I think the Rams' offense is suspect sometimes with Matt Safford making those boo-boo plays. So I'll give him, I'll give both t- those teams an eight. What about you, Tim? I'm sticking with my nine. I think they're real nice. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's going to lock down just about anybody, so I'm excited to see him play Devontae Adams in that NFC Championship game. Well, absolutely. I think that I think the Rams are going to be in cap hell in a couple of years, but as long as it keeps going up, you can keep spending money, I guess. So now third in the NFC, we have Tampa Bay Gronkineers, uh, first in the NFC South. They're also 12 and four, so right up there with the Packers, Ram, Packers and Rams. Uh, they play the Panthers this week. You know, I'd, it's tough to bet against Tom Brady and hope that he just doesn't do anything bad. Like, you hate him because he's a Patriot, but you hate him because he's so successful, kind of how everyone hates Jeff Bezos. But, you know, at the end of the day, I I really don't know what to think of this team. There's some sideshow stuff, which I guess we can talk about too. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give these guys a soft seven. Soft I think we got to. I think we got to get into our our – Tampa Bay Buccaneers news before we give them the ratings and talk about the team itself. I think we got to do it. Man, I think their Super Bowl chances, you know, were doing cartwheels and skipping their way out of the end zone last week when, with yeah. AB. <laughs> that was their shot. That, actually, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, that, that was insane to follow along with. My phone was just blowing up the entire day about it. I, I'm still processing, so somebody else – explain that and so as a prestigious podcast we don't want to get into uh mentally what's going wrong with antonio brown or if there's anything mentally wrong let's let's just throw that out there right off the bat for all of you listeners out there that are going to mental health shame us because that's not what we're doing here quite frankly i saw the video on red zone last sunday of him sprinting off metlife stadium field without a shirt on giving the peace sign to all those new york jets fans and i just thought this is pure comedy like who wouldn't who would ever predict a world where a guy rips off his jersey, his shoulder pads, his throws his gloves in the stands, runs on the field in the middle of a play, away from the play, of course, while the play clock is going, flashing the peace sign, sprinting off into the tunnel. Who would have thought that would ever happen in real life and not in a movie? I didn't, but it was pure comedy when I saw it. And quite yeah, frankly, that was one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my I'm life. I'm sure will never see it again. But and Antonio Brown gave us pure, at least me, pure comedy that day. And quite frankly, obviously, strike one, strike two, strike three, the whole fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you, stuff like that. I I just think it's one of those that uh, I don't think it hurts their playoff chances because I'm sure the guys like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans will come back and they'll still have those offensive fire those offensive weapons back in the lineup kind of thing when it comes down to playoff time. But um, I, I think the Buccaneers are a nine out of 10 on my rating. Uh, the Antonio Brown dilemma drama doesn't hurt them whatsoever. And I do think that they are, they are the team to beat in the NFC at this point. They are the contending Super Bowl champions. So they're defending Super Bowl champions. Yeah. You know, I, I disagree. I'd, I'd give him a seven out of 10. I'm not confident anything that's going on, especially if half the stuff that Antonio Brown said in his statement that he just released is true. Then I think there are some serious problems there, but at the end of the day, I don't know who to believe. I just, 
I thought that that was the perfect ending to Antonio Brown's career and his existence on Twitter. So, Tim, what do you think? I think they're a nice team, but they're going to get bounced pretty early. Uh, I can see them winning the first week of the playoffs, but that's as far as they'll go. I'm giving them like a six. I don't think they really have a shot. So at this moment right now, we have, again, obviously things could change. Week 18 still has to happen. But we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the 49ers. I assume it's going to be a Jimmy Garoppolo-less 49ers with Trey Lance going in there. That's a pretty tall ask to go asking a uh, Trey Lance-type quarterback, a rookie quarterback who would be in his third game all year in his entire NFL career to go and beat Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. So we can probably write that up as a Tampa Bay victory. I'm assuming after that it would be the winner of – the Cardinals Cowboys at four and five. Is that, am I not mistaken there, boys? Just making sure my uh, bracketology math is on right. So let's hope it's the Cardinals. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it's one of those Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, secondary is suspect. But at the end of the day, I've, I've been against Tom Brady enough that I've been the Max Kellerman where it's Tom Brady's done, Tom Brady's done, that I'm going to stop doing it until he retires. Because even in retirement, he still could win a Super Bowl somehow. So I'm going to, keep betting on Tom Brady as long as he's in the league until he proves people wrong that he actually can't do it all. So uh, I think Tom, the Bucks are a 9 out of 10 just for the pure fact they have a man named Tom Brady on the team. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. Number four in the NFC, we got the Dallas Cowboys. 11-5. Dak Prescott's look damn good this year, and they play the Eagles this week. What do you think? What do you think, Tim? I like the Cowboys. Um, Stocks Gavin's not on here to talk about his own boys, so we'll have to, you know, do it for him. Um, I've been seeing Trayvon Diggs getting a lot of hate online, which I think is unnecessary. Uh, he has given up, you know, a few big games, but he's still a pretty, you know, incredibly talented corner. Um, their defense is very good. Their biggest Achilles heel, I would say, is Dak Prescott. I'm still not a believer. And... Yeah, I just don't know if he has Super Bowl in him, but yeah, I don't know. The Cowboys have a better shot, I think, than the Bucs do. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I think that I, I think the Cowboys are definitely better than the Bucs. It all just comes down to if Dak Prescott can help you more and he can hurt you. And I think that he takes too many risks sometimes maybe, but the end of the day, I think they're a solid team all around. Micah Parsons is a fucking savage on defense. So, yeah, I'm going to give them a good a good eight or eight and a half here. So, I think they're one of the top teams in this division. Brock, what do you say? Well, obviously, you can see that those Cowboys are playing my Cardinals. So, a little bit biased there. I wish – I think if Gavin was to be here, he'd say, you know what, I really respect Brock as a human being and as a Cardinals fan. I think that the Cardinals are going to win at home finally. Uh, they're going to finally win no. at State Farm Stadium. But – uh, if Gavin was not here, um, this is what I have to say personally about the Cowboys and the Cardinals too, because uh, I still don't trust them at this point in the season, even though they were 11 and five, is if you really had to take a dimwit of a coach, Mike McCarthy or Cliff Kingsbury, either of you, who would you take? I mean, quite frankly, both coaches are, I think, fucking morons in their own different ways. And I, I don't think it's going to come down to a head coaching blunder or mistake that's going to cost each of these teams a win, but it is very difficult to judge these teams' talent alone without the coaches being the guys behind the wheel, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, no, that makes sense. But one thing you're forgetting there about the Cowboys is you have Kellen Moore who's getting head coaching looks across the league running the offense for the Cowboys. So I've had this take for a while. I think NFL head coaches are like hype men for the team that just have to call timeouts and challenges. Like their job is just to set the tone and keep the tone where it needs to be. Yeah, OC calls the plays for the offense. DC calls the defense for the plays for the defense. So I don't know. I think Kellen Moore is very good at what he does. He's obviously well-respected around the league. He's getting interviews. So I really don't know. I hope the, that's going to be a good game to watch. I'll watch that one. That one might be the best four or five game if everything right now is locked in on the playoffs for sure. What about you, Tim? What do you think? Um, to go to Brock's question of which coach I would rather have, it, for me it goes back to who would I rather have a drink with, and that is unquestionably Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, dude seems super fake cool, and I want to see what's up with that. Uh, but yeah, that will be a good game. But if all you know things stand right now, I still think the Bills Patriots game is going to be a better four or five. Not to you know go against what you were saying. Um, but yeah, it would put the Cowboys at about an eight out of ten. I think they got a pretty solid shot this year. It just comes down to Disco Dak and his you know fancy hips. All right. Well, that's a good transition into the number five team in the NFC, and that is the Arizona Cardinals. So, you know, I think uh, I think for this one, let's start off with Tim. They're eleven and five, playing the Seahawks next week. What do you think? What are your what's your confidence in the Cardinals? I think we should start with Brock. Honestly, um, he's our Cardinals expert. I want to defer that. I want him to start this one. Yeah, so for me, it's one of those the Cardinals, at least the last few weeks, it's the uh, September and October to remember kind of team where the Cardinals always come out flying out of the gate. Obviously, they're the last undefeated team in the NFL. Uh, everything was great. We're hosting the city of Arizona on their shoulders. And then all of a sudden, the true Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury started to come out where we started to, we started to drop a little bit. We're still 11-5. and five. We're in the playoffs. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's one of those that this is exactly how the Cardinals could lose this game against the Cowboys. It's not the fact that uh, Kyler Murray was undefeated in AT&T stadium and he ended up being the Cowboys, but it's one of those that the Cardinals are the perfect team in the NFL that love shooting themselves in the foot. I had uh, Scotty big screen over at our house uh, Sunday uh, afternoon, watching all the games and they tried their very darn best to fucking shoot themselves in the foot. Every chance they got, and they still end up squeaking out the win against Cowboys. But um, I really do think that Vance Joseph on defense is the, one of the better coordinators in the, the NFL that's underrated and isn't talked about enough because he's got guys like Buda Baker and Chandler Jones running around like crazy people making plays on defense, kind of like Micah Parsons uh, and Trayvon Diggs would be on the Cowboys. But uh, the Cardinals defense is underrated. People don't see him uh, being a top-tier defense. I do. And obviously that offense is hit and miss at times. Hopefully D hop is back, but it's one of those, the Cardinals, the Cardinals, the only way they can lose this game is if they shoot themselves in the foot and they let the Cowboys make more mistakes. Uh, I think the Cardinals are a seven out of 10. They're not obviously up there for me, but um, I don't, we're not Super Bowl contenders. If they make a good run, great. It's a good story for next year to talk about, but um, you know, all I'm hoping is that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. If we lose to the Cowboys based on pure talent and execution, great. But as long as we don't shoot ourselves in the foot with penalties and mistakes and missed field goals and all that kind of stuff, I'll be happy. All right, Tim, you go next. Yeah, I feel like he's summed it up pretty well. Um, 
but I don't fully agree at all. <laughs> um, I think the Cardinals started off hot, like we all did. What did they start? 8-0, 9-0? And it's just been a bit of a downturn since then. They did beat the Cowboys in Dallas, which was impressive, but I don't see them doing it twice if that's the case, if that's where they're playing. Um, I don't know. I like Kyler Murray, but I just don't know if he can pull that off a second time. So I'm going to give them the same rating I gave the box. They're getting a six for me. The Cardinals are just not going to be it. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, you know, I'm a little bit more generous than you, I think, towards the Cardinals. And I think that this went in the correct, this went in the correct order because I think I I was perfectly in the middle of both you and Brock on my analysis of the Cardinals. Like Kyler Murray is incredible at what he does, but there seems to be some sort of leadership fracture and something going on with that team behind the scenes that's not letting them be as successful off the scene. So or on the field. So I don't know what that is. They just, they seem a little lost. And I guess what right now I'm thinking is, do they continue this current trajectory of them being a little bit kind of like drunk and just wandering through the playoffs? Or do they pick up where they left off at the beginning of the season on a hot streak? And if they do, then sky's the limit for this team. But if they continue to wander through, I don't know what the bottom is, but it's pretty low. So I'll, I'll give them an eight. And Brock, I'll give you – you can have the last rebuttal here on this one. No, I think everything's been said. I They're not Super Bowl contenders. Hopefully they make a good run. It'll be a good story to talk about next year in, like, July and August when it's, oh, is this the Cardinals' year? But this isn't their year. Good for them. They, met, they had a good year. All right, perfect. And then the final team that's clinched a playoff spot in the NFC – Philadelphia Eagles, um, you know, last week we saw Jalen Hurts almost get killed by fans falling out of the stands because Dan Snyder's a cheap fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, the one thing I picked up off that incident was that Jalen Hurts put out a statement pretty quick the next day after he talked to his agent about him almost getting crushed by a fucking rail. So I think he got bullied into saying that, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think the Eagles get bullied on the field, so... I'll give him a six and a half, and that's that's generous for me. Um, Tim, what do you think? Um, I had Jalen Hurts on my fantasy football team this year. I know nobody cares about fantasy football, but uh, in fantasy, he was absolutely electric on an actual NFL field. He is a dumpster fire. Um, yeah, the Eagles have zero chance. Um, who's their running back right now, Boston Scott? No. Uh, their defense is Swiss cheese. I'm giving them like a three. If they go on a run, I would like, I don't know. I I don't know. I would do just about anything that an Eagles fan asks me to do if they go on a run at this point. Like, There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> well, it's a good thing most of our, uh, our audience is in Philly, Tim, so you're lucky. Um, Brock, what do you think? Yeah, when I check the uh, Instagram insights on what, where most of our viewers are from and followers, they're they're definitely not in the Philadelphia region. So you're good there, Tim. But uh, all I'm going to say on the Eagles, I, I got them at a 4 out of 10. But really the only way, again, at this moment, if the playoffs were to start today, they'd be the seventh seed going into uh, L.A. to play the Rams. I actually do think that if they – they're a big – they actually have an identity as a team. Like they love to run the ball with Hurts with the Boston Scots, you know, throwing in, you know, uh, sweeps with Jalen Rieger and all those guys. Obviously, that's a big one for Philadelphia Eagles fans. 
drafting a Jalen Rager when there's other guys on the board. But um, it's one of those that if the Eagles can actually run the ball like they have in the games that they've won with, uh, with emphasis, then I think they actually have a chance of beating the Rams. It wouldn't be fucking 14 to 10. It would be 54 to 45. But I think if the Eagles can run the ball as well, as best as they have all year against the Rams and Matthew Stafford isn't a 10 out of 10, I actually do think the Eagles could beat the Rams. I, I do think that would be the upset uh, playoff picture. Cause I think the Rams, aren't contenders in my mind they're a bit of frauds they could go on a run obviously but uh the eagles have to do their very best obviously that's how seven seeds beat two seeds but all they would have to do is run the ball as good as they can they can let their defense give up 45 points but their offense would have to score 48 really plus so uh i would give the eagles a four to ten but that's on the how much i trust them to actually run the ball efficiently against the rams which obviously you're going to go in there thinking if they run the ball well they beat us so all we have to do is stop the run Perfect. Very well said. So, all right, wrapping up the NFC, we have two teams that can take that last spot in the playoffs. We've got the 49ers and the Saints. So I'll ask you first, Tim, what team do you think would you like to see in the playoffs and which one do you think deserves it more? Um, I would like to see the Saints in the playoffs if they start my boy Blake Bortles. Um you know, that's probably not going to happen. So we're going to ride with the Niners and see what the hell Trey Lance can do in the playoffs. Um, if I was a betting man, which I am, uh, I'm saying he's not going to do much. But, uh, yeah, I like the Niners more than the Saints. Um, the Saints are just in a quarterback kerfuffle, to put it in a weird way. Um, Jameis out. Taysom Hill sucks. Blake Bortles is just riding the bench, which makes no sense to me because he is – as we all know, the boat. So that's what I got to say. I'd rather see the Niners in there right now. Yeah, he is a boat. And uh, here's the storyline that I really hope is going to come true. This is the fucking worst nightmare. The worst nightmare for Roger Goodell. Imagine a world where fucking the New York Saints, New York Saints, New Orleans Saints are going into Tampa Bay to play Tom Brady. You have probably the most hated team in the New Orleans Saints who always find a way to get fucked by the officials are going into Tampa Bay, who also have Tom Brady, who loves to get fucking deflate-gated fucked by the officials. Who wouldn't love that game from a fan standpoint, thinking who's going to get fucked first, who's going to get fucking butt-raped before without Luna Lieb, anal lube, and that's one of those where I think, obviously as an NFC West guy with the Cardinals, I don't really want to see the 49ers in there. And obviously, I don't want to see a rookie quarterback go into the playoffs. All the best to Trey Lance. I picked him as the offensive rookie of the year. But Saints first Bucks with Tom Brady and the Saints having their bad fucking official luck, I think that would be a hell of a game to watch as a fan with the officials who would be on their A game, in my opinion. So I'm going to pick Saints purely based on the storyline. Nothing about the teams or where they should be or not. What the hell were the odds on Trey Lance, Offensive Rookie of the Year? I'll look it up for you, and I'll get back to you on that. Yeah, while we, that, uh, that, that, yeah that's a take and a half, and oh. I wish that hit for financial reasons. But I had a, I had a few on there, and uh, I was a big trade-up to get Trey Lance guy. I obviously thought Jimmy G was not going to be the guy, and he was going to be sitting behind him, but obviously they that was the one team that drafted a quarterback in the first round that actually like didn't play their quarterback in – 
when they could, other than Justin Fields coming in late for the Bears. That's what I thought was going to happen. And, yeah, well, I mean, Jimmy G dates porn stars, so can't fucking – can't shit on that guy. So, be 49ers for me. Well, Brisson, just to let you know, the Trey Lance odds at the start of the season when I put my $10 feature bet on him to win Offensive Rookie of the Year was $10 to win 75 So, suck on that. Obviously, it didn't work out for me, but that would have been a nice payout. Yeah, it's – I'll, I'll take the blame for that. I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it actually was. So, what were you um, thinking? Like ten dollars to win thirteen, or like ten dollars to win fourteen thousand? Ten dollars to win two million. I oh. didn't think that that was going to be something that happened. But at the end of the day, like when it was like week six, seven, eight, and Justin Fields was getting into play, and Trey Lance really hadn't sniffed the field except for like a one week injury thing, I was kind of like, all right, well, I think the offensive rookie of the year is dead. He's dead to me. But I got Mika Parsons for like $10 to win 35. I think that's an easy lock for defense player of the year. So there's there's a little bit of cash back. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a steal and a half. But all right, let's get into our AFC playoff picture right now. So first place, as of this minute, thanks to the Cincinnati Bengals, the Tennessee Titans have the first place spot in the AFC. So they're 11-5. They play the Texans this week. So Big game for a number of reasons. Tim, what do you think? What's your confidence in this team? We're looking for the Titans. Um, if they can get through the next two weeks, my confidence with them grows because I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Derrick Henry, but he'll be back. Um, then they get the first round bye, which is nice. So he could potentially be back for their first playoff game which would change it a lot, but I I don't know. I have a hard time believing they're going to win whoever they're going to play in the second round of the playoffs. Um, yeah, if Derrick Henry's back, they'll get it, but other than that, I don't know. They're a weird team that I don't understand, and because of that reason, I don't believe it. They are. They're very weird, and I trust Vrabel. He seems like a trustworthy guy, but I just don't know what to think. Brock, what about you? Yeah, this is a perfect team where it's the you really think they're Super Bowl contenders until they prove you wrong. Uh, I'm going to get in front of the prove you wrong bandwagon. I think they're they are going to prove nobody wrong because I think they're going to make it to like an AFC championship at like the peak of their performance. And they're going to lose to, you know, a Chiefs, maybe a Bengals. Who knows? Maybe the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl this year. Maybe it is your guys year. But uh, I think the Titans are going to get as far as people want them to. And then they're going to lose in a heart fashion, a heartbreaking fashion. Uh, and it's going to be the classic in August. Be This is the Titans year. They suffered that big loss in the playoffs they needed. This is their year. Vrabel's going to take them all the way. So uh, they're not Super Bowl contenders, in my opinion. They're a 6 out of 10. But I think they're a 6 out of 10 that can make it to an AFC championship. I think that's their Super Bowl. Get to an AFC championship, that's a Titans Super Bowl this year. I, I like 6 out of 10. You know, I think at the end of the day, if Derrick Henry is healthy and the Coke machine that Derrick Henry we know is and just runs people over at will, I think that the Titans are much higher than a six. But if he comes back and he gets injured immediately, I think they're they're a lot closer to six. So I'll, I'll go a seven and a half for the Titans. Tim, what about you? I like the six. If Derrick Henry comes back as the Derrick Henry we saw at the start of the year, that goes up to an eight easy, possibly an eight and a half, but – as of it stands right now, I'm giving them a six. 
Which is a wild thing to say to a one seed. No, totally. He runs people over like no one else. But next up, we got the second seed in the AFC right now. We got the Kansas City Chiefs. They play the Broncos this week. They just got their ass whooped by the Cincinnati Bengals. Only scored three points in the second half. What do you think? Brock, let's let you go first before we get our biased opinions in here. All right, here we go. You ready for a bold take? Chiefs will lose in the first round of the playoffs. There, I said it. Wow. Uh, Chiefs offense electric. Chiefs defense frauds. Uh, obviously, not on the same scale as the Packers, but I I think the Chiefs, when they've when they racked up most of those wins, their de- everybody was talking about their defense. Oh, they're their defense is back. They're playing better than the start of the year. No, I just think they were playing shitty teams. Uh, so I really do think that Patrick Mahomes could do everything in his power to win this game. But I actually think that it'd be the Patrick Mahomes, see what I'm doing on offense, the Chiefs defense, colon, hold my beer. And it'll be, they'll blow the game. So verbal mean uh, with the hold my beer with the Chiefs. Uh, I think if the Chiefs played, I'll say the Chargers, if they'd be the seven seed right now, I think the Chargers would actually beat them. So whether it's the Chargers or the Raiders in that seventh spot, I think is what it's at right now. Uh, I, I don't trust the Chiefs at all. I, I have them at a five out of 10, which even though for a team losing, in my opinion, the first round of the playoffs, uh, I still think that they're the best first loss, ex- first round exit team of all time in the NFL if they were to lose in the first round. So five out of 10 for me. Yeah, that's. That's pretty vicious. You know, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit nicer than the Chiefs. I know that the Bengals just beat them, but I still think that, you know, if you bet against Patrick Mahomes in most situations, you're donkeys. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Chiefs and they're, they're a good eight out of 10 for me. I think that they got enough, enough going on. Andy Reid's a smart guy or so the rumor goes, but what do you think, Tim? I think the Chiefs, I mean, it's not a hot take to say they're a very good team. Um, They just ran into a better team last week, no problem. Um, But putting them at a five is ridiculous. Not to call you ridiculous, Brock, but come on. Um, They got the Honey Badger. Any team with him can win anything because he is possibly my favorite defensive player. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, Tyreek Hill is one of the fastest men on the planet. They have a very good team. It's going to be hard to stop them, but we just proved that it can be done. So I'll put them in an eight. And yeah, I'm confident putting them in at an, at an eight. They could win it, but they're not going to. All righty. Well, you know, the Chiefs, they're not in the first seed anymore because the Cincinnati Bengals beat them last week. So Bengals are 10 and six play the Browns this week. Everyone on the Bengals has COVID we're resting Joe Burrow. So Bengals might be 10 and seven going into the playoffs, but at the end of the day, I think they're a good team and I'm going to give the Bengals a 12. What about you, Brock? Uh, I don't know if I can go over the 10 scale in my uh, professional reporter opinion, but uh, they are a very good team. Uh, I do think that with, I actually do think they will lose to the Browns this week, like most people think, and they'll be slotted down more in a four or five spot uh, in the playoffs. So I do think they could match up against a, you know, a Patriots or a Colts. Uh, I do think that the Bengals are a winning first round team. 
possibly losing in heartbreak fashion in the second round. But uh, I, I think the Bengals are a 7 out of 10. That's a nice, easy 7. I love you guys. I love the Bengals. I, I wish they could go all the way to the Super Bowl because they're a feel-good story. And I love Joe Burrow. But uh, like I said earlier in the sh- uh, last week's show, I said that the Bengals are a few position players away in certain groups from being a Super Bowl contender. I think it's not their year, but I hope they make a lot of noise. So I'm going to give them a sum out of 10 out of pure respect for you two boys. All right, Tim, defend our honor. Um, I mean, what can we say that hasn't already been said about the Bengals? They're great. Um, If everybody can bounce back from COVID and, you know, symptom free, I don't see us losing in the first round. Um, The team that would give us the hardest chance if we line up with the Colts because Jonathan Taylor's a wagon and our linebackers aren't the best. Um, but there's no way we're letting Mac Jones beat us. Um, the Chargers are frauds. We're going to get into that later. I put the Bengals at a – I'm confident at a nine. It's a biased nine, but I'm going to give it a nine. I respect your 12, and I love that you did that, but I can't quite do the same. Joey Franchise is the answer. Um, yeah, Bengals are at a nine, and that seven is low, Brock, but I respect you for doing it. No, I, I like that, Tim, and I will respect your nine. Uh, but, God damn, like everyone who said that they would take Herbert over Burrow at the beginning of this year can take an industrial-sized suck on my cock because that is an awful take, and I hope you, I hope you die young, whoever said that. All I'll, say, all I'll say for you Bengals fans out there, including the two of you, I don't know how many of you are there in Canada that listen to the podcast, uh, but I do think that uh, Joe Burrow, uh, comeback player of the year, I'm hoping for that for you guys. So uh, I took Dak Prescott in my uh, future picks, but hopefully Joe Burrow wins that for you and proves me wrong. That I picked 7 out of 10, but I hope you got the comeback player of the year over me. That's that's your mini big screen sports filter, not included Super Bowl, in my opinion, is being beating me in that comeback player of the year pick. I'll take it. I'll take it. I just can't wait to have more fucking one primetime game. In a year. No kidding. What a joke. All right. Number four in the AFC, Tim. We got the Bills. (laughs) They play the Jets. And as we know as Bengals fans, the Jets are frisky. Uh, Bills are 10 and 7. They've been up. They've lost a soccer game 9 to 6 against the Jags. We didn't like what the hell is going on with the Bills. I've been at a three conference and I've been out of 10 conferences here with the Bills. What one should I be closer to? Uh, put yourself down to the three, my friend. Um, I think we can sum up the Bills perfectly by looking at that game against the Patriots. Mac Jones threw the ball three times and beat the Bills in Buffalo. What uh, what what more do we need to say to that? Like, um, my dad's gonna hate me for saying it because he's a Jets fan, but like, there's no way the Bills should have been even close in that game with the Jets, and they almost lost it. Um, yeah, the Bills are not it. They're not it. I'm putting them. I like your three. I'm sticking with your three. We're going to ride with that. I love Josh Allen and that's all they have. In, in <laughs> for the first time ever, Brock, I think disagries with our three years. <laughs> what, what do you think, Brock? 
Well, obviously, uh, thank God the Jets aren't at home playing the Bills because that would be part of the big screen sports NFL best bet system at plus 16 and a half. But that is the easiest. I, I think 16 and a half is a lot of points. But talking about the Bills and their playoff spot, uh, I think that the people that are talking about the Chiefs being the the Chiefs are going to be the AFC uh, representative in the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be the Bills representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, I know it's one of those that, you know, they've had a flip of a coin season where they play good, they play bad, all that stuff. You know, at the start of the year, everybody was talking about how the Bills were the team to represent the AFC and they were the contenders alongside the Chiefs. But again, it's one of those, this AFC is so hard to predict. I mean, you got teams like the Colts, the Chargers, potentially the Raiders, uh, Patriots, Chiefs, Titans, all those kind of teams, your Bengals, of course. Uh, it's one of those, there's no really strong-headed team that you look at it, this playoff picture in the AFC and be like, this is the team that people have to come through and beat, really, at the end of the day. Like, I think this is anybody's conference. Uh, if I had to pick a team and I had to put my money on it, I think it'd be the Bills, obviously being in the four spot, playing the Patriots, uh, if that stands by the end of Week 18. But I, you know what? If As a betting man myself, I would put my money on the Bills just because they've been in the playoffs before. I think maybe they can turn it around. They can go on a bit of a streak where most of these other teams like the Patriots or uh, the Colts and other teams like that might not be able to go on a run like that. And they might be able to be the representative in AFC championship and potentially a Super Bowl. So I give the Bills at a, uh, I'll say a nine out of 10, just because that's their, that's my pick of the AFC. I know it's a long shot, but quite frankly, this AFC is so hard to predict that uh, I'm going with the long shot approach that I'm going to pick a team. I think it's the Bills. I think Josh Allen is an elite. And I think maybe he's the guy to take that team to a Super Bowl that they deserve to be at. So I'll, I'll pick the Bills at uh, a nine. Yeah, you know, I'll, I said I've been high on them. I said I've been low on them. So if, you, if you're high on them, it might be a good time to place a bet. And Tim, before you put a reminder in your phone for the Sunday or the Monday after Super Wildcard Weekend, saying text Brock saying the bills pick was the stupidest pick of all NFL gambling history. I want to let you know that I am perfectly okay. If the bills lose in the first round to whoever is their five seed matchup or wherever they end up based on seeding. I just want to say that I'm going to pick the bills to be that, you know what they'll surprise teams wherever they're seated. I'm okay. If they lose in the first round, cause I'm taking a long shot with it. So don't text me or DM or comment. I on think you, I think you saying that out loud is an absolute coward move, and that's making me more inclined to do that. So yeah. expect something from me. All right. Chipper Jones, greatest brave of all time. Move on. Next one. No. Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So now we have the fifth team currently in the seating in the AFC, and that's Mr. Consistent Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. So they play the Dolphins, who the Dolphins went on – what was it? A six-game losing streak, six-game winning streak, whoever the fuck it was. They played shitty teams and they played good teams, just not like it was two separate stretches. So they can deal with it. But the Patriots, I think, and Mac Jones. So I'm confident in Bill Belichick's ability to outcoach probably anybody in the universe. But I'm not confident in Mac Jones as much as I probably should be. So they're the fifth seed. If they're in a dueling match with with the Bills, like I don't know if I can see them winning this game. Tim, what do you think? Um, 
I wholeheartedly agree with what you just said. Uh, any quarterback named McCorkle is not winning as a rookie. Um, I could see a McCorkle winning as like, you know, four or five year vet. Like he's going to be nice, but he is just not the answer right now. Um, I like the Patriots. Well, I don't like them, but I like, like they're a good team. Um, I think that, you know, Bill is a magician, but this is not the year, but they'll be, you know, they'll be back in it every year just because that man is a monster. A monster. He's Darth Vader. Brock, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it. it's kind of like the Tom Brady effect. You can't bet against Tom Brady. It's hard to bet against Bill Belichick in the playoffs. We've seen it time and time again. Obviously, his man, Tom Brady, isn't there playing, uh, you know, playing under center for him. But uh, I think that Mac Jones has done just about enough to get people thinking maybe this is one of the rookie quarterbacks that could take a team deep in a playoff run this first year. But um, like I said, it's it's definitely not Super Bowl contending team. And he was the missing piece of quarterback. So, uh, you know what? I think what I'll give them a six out of 10, but whoever they play based on the seating, I'm trying to look at it right now. If the Bengals lose, if the Bills win, if the Patriots win and the Colts win, actually if the Bills and Patriots, yeah, trying to do all the seating right now in my head and trying to see who the Patriots would end up playing. I do think that whoever they play in the AFC in the first round of wildcard weekend, doesn't matter who, I think they would give them a run for their money. But I think this would be a like last second walk off field goal for the opponent, loss to the Patriots, Bill Belichick, first round exit. People will be talking in the media, but uh, the Patriots have done a lot. I still have Bill Belichick at uh, plus 1700 to win the coach of the year. So I really hope that he wins that. And I really do think that they're not going to win the first round, but it'll be close. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be a good fight. So six out of 10. I have out of five. That. I have him out of five. Yeah, out of five. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm frustrated on this team like the Bills. I think they're. I think at times they've looked good, and at times they look like ass. So there's only one way to find out, and that's that's wait till these games get played in the next couple of weeks. So so I got to ask you said, real quick before we get on to the next one. So obviously we've seen the Patriots reign dominance over this league for years and years with Tom Brady. Is it one of those you guys are rooting for the Patriots to lose because they've been such a dynasty? Or are you still kind of rooting for him low key to maybe win a game or two here with Matt Jones being kind of an underdog story? I wouldn't hate seeing them win. Um, I don't have the same Patriots hate as a lot of people have. Um, I just don't think that Mac is going to win a game. So I wouldn't be mad if they did, but I just don't have the confidence yeah, I I don't know. Whatever happens, I'm going to pile on the side that was correct. So, so one quick shout out before we move on to I'm not fucking I'm not taking sides in this. It's going to yeah. lay it on whoever wants to get it. So one quick shout out before we get on to the next seed, Mr. Randy Reckner, Sarge. Uh, obviously, you've taken your shirt off for us on the YouTube channel. Tim, I know your eyes are going to. Yep, there they are. They're going to open wide. But uh, he is a big Patriots fan. I know you're listening to this right now, Mr. Sarge. And we all said the Patriots aren't going to win on the first round. Can't wait for you to text me following this episode, telling me how wrong we are and that the Patriots are moving on to round two. So look forward yeah. to that. Moving if we're on. doing if we're doing Patriots shout outs, I got to shout out my French boy, Ben Wally, Matt. The man got not one, but two Patriots starter jackets for Christmas this year. So that says enough. Fair enough. Matty B, what's the next team? All right, fellas. So that's the five teams that have clinched playoff spots in the AFC. 
Uh, we got five teams that are still technically alive, but I'm going to kill two of, them off, two of them off here. Do it. You guys are going to have to say something nice about them. So, Tim, say something nice about the Baltimore Ravens. They're eight and eight. They're toast. Uh, if they didn't get hurt this year, they'd be a lot better. Perfect. That's the nicest thing I can say. All right, Brock. Steelers, they're dead. Say something nice, and it can't be about Big Ben. Uh, TJ Watt, Defensive Player of the Year. Fair. All righty. Oh, so and TJ Watt, sorry, and TJ Watt's going to break Michael Strahan's sack record in a single season. I think he needs one and a half sacks, if my stats are correct. Perfect. So that leaves us with the everlasting predicament that's left in the AFC. And this is the perfect way to end this podcast. If the Jaguars on Sunday beat the Colts, the Colts will fall to nine and eight. The Colts are currently the sixth seed. And then that would mean that the Chargers and the Raiders play Sunday night. And if the Chargers and the Raiders just took knees the entire time and tied the fucking game, both the Chargers and the Raiders would be nine, seven and one, as opposed to the nine and eight Colts. And they would hop them, hop the Colts and take the final two playoff seeds. So I don't know. I'm hoping for a kneel off. I really want this to happen. I think any logical person would say this won't happen, but at the end of the day, if you root for anarchy and it happens, you look like a god. So I don't know if I'm hot on the I think the Raiders are gonna end up missing the playoffs. I think the Chargers is gonna sneak in. Chargers might beat the Chiefs, like we talked about, as the seventh seed playing the two seed. So I'm out of those three teams. You got to pick two, saying Raiders, smell you later. Colts in the sixth seed, Chargers in the seventh. Brock, what do you think? Yeah, so uh, for me, it's it's one of two avenues. One is I think if the Raiders don't make it in, Derek Carr no longer a Vegas Raider, and I think they're going to change things up, whether it's in the draft or – Tim, what do you agency. think? Colts, Chargers, or Raiders? <laughs> <laughs> I personally, I personally don't believe in the Chargers. I think they're kind of, uh, if I'm going to put the fraud title on anybody, it's going to be the Chargers. Um, I think Rick Pasekia or Rich Pasekia could uh, get the Raiders into that playoff spot easily. Well, not easily, but it'll be a tough game, but I think they're going to beat the Chargers. Um, so give me the Colts and the Raiders, the Colts have been like preseason they were one of my sneaky super bowl picks they got a little bit of money riding on them um so i'm kind of you know back in my mind hoping they pull something off so i'm gonna ride with uh yeah the colts and the raiders crazy i did not see the colts being good this year and they blew my blew my expectations out of the water so i think the raiders would have been a lot better if they just stopped committing felonies and using racial slurs in emails. All right. Well, I'm going to take uh, Colts and Chargers because I think the Raiders are frauds, but I do love Rich Basicchia. Whether you yeah. talked about him or not, I love Rich Basicchia. I think he's the guy in uh, Vegas. We talked about him with your favorite teams in Michigan, potentially Harbaugh going to take over that team. That is the stupidest rumor of all time because if they don't give Rich Basicchia at least a three- to five-year contract, then Mark Davis, like you said, is the ugliest and stupidest owner of all time. I did say that, and I stand and, by. And Derek Carr will not be the quarterback if they don't make the playoffs this year. So that's my take. Amen to that. 
All right, Brock, I'll pass it back to you for the upset game of the week and future prediction. Beautiful. All right. Well, as you listeners know, we have the big screen sports NFL best bet system, which for those of you that don't know is home underdogs, the spread in divisional games. So guess what? There's a lot of divisional games this weekend, which is the most big screen sports NFL best bet system games in the entire NFL season. We got a lot of them coming at you. Do you guys know how many of them we actually have this weekend? Home dogs. Yep. What do we got? Like four or five? We have seven home dogs Jesus this weekend. Christ. Seven. Yeah, I guess so. so far, the big screen sports NFL best bet system is 10 and 10 at 50%. We have seven games. So that means we're either going to be over 50% or under 50%. So it's a big weekend for the system bet. So my upset game of the week that I think this team will win outright, as well as for the system, is the Falcons at home against the Saints. I think the Falcons have uh, a well-coached team in Arthur Smith. I think he's the guy there in the Atlanta for at least a couple of years. And I think he's the guy to win outright at home in the last game of the season, even though it does not matter. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. Cordell, Cordero Patterson, great story this year. So I can ride with that. My pick would be, like I just said, that Sunday night game. Those Raiders are going to come in and beat the Chargers. So that's my pick. That's a home dog right there. Go with them. Ride with them. They're going to win it. You know, ignore the spread. Just ride with it. Money line. Sprinkle that. Amen to that. That's why I'm taking the I'm taking the Jaguars to beat the Colts. You know, I oh. worship chaos, and this could be chaos because – if you're the Colts, you have very few, I shouldn't say very few, you have a, a couple very good players on offense that you cannot afford to injure. I don't know if I don't know if Wentz is playing this week or Taylor the running back, but I I don't know. I think the Colts are gonna mail this fucker in, and I think the Jaguars are gonna lay a licking on him because everyone's showing up the Jaguars stadium wearing clown costumes on Sunday, apparently. So Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Well, as we move into the future bold predictions, we have Mr. Eric Zabrowski, uh, his upset game of the week, as well as the same for his future bold prediction, which is the Jaguars beating the Colts. That's his upset game of the week, as well as uh, his bold prediction. So here's the exact quote from Mr. Zabrowski on why that's the case. Quote, unquote, Jags find a way to shut down Jonathan Taylor and Carson Wentz can't pull them out of the hole. Quote, unquote. A new quote, Trevor Lawrence career game. Boys, what are you thinking of Trevor Lawrence career game last week of the season going, uh, is it to, to Indianapolis to play the Colts last week of the season? What are you thinking, Matty B? Is it a career game for Trevor Lawrence? I mean, if the Jags win and the Lions lose, then the Lions get the first overall pick. So I don't know. I'm really confused on this now that I've looked at this, but fuck it. Yeah, let's go, Trevor. Career day, baby. Fuck your franchise a little bit more. Golden Lawrence of the fuckhead. I fully disagree with everything that's being said. There's no way the Colts are losing. They know they have to win this game. I'm just, no, I'm disagreeing. Much as I respect that, uh, you know, that Sabrowski guy, but can't do it. You know what, Daryl Bevel, the head coach of the Jaguars, he's probably thinking, you know what, I was the Lions coach there for a minute, 
And you know what? Let's go give them the first overall draft pick because I know they need it more than we do. Let's go win this one, boys, against the Colts. So maybe that's what maybe that's what Sabrowski's thinking. A little Daryl Bevel. Now, moving into our future predictions, uh, Mr. Tim Bennett, what is your future bull prediction for the next few days? Uh, I mean, especially as a Bengals fan, I absolutely want to see this happen. Um, we are going to see Ben Roethlisberger run it back one more year. He's going to announce that after the game one more year for Big Ben. I love that. That is the perfect AFC North prediction I could possibly hear prior to the playoffs. Matty B, what is your future bull prediction? Fuck, man. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a couple I could go with. I think that I think that AB is going to file a fucking lawsuit or the union for the NFLPA is going to do something regarding this, this injury news that just came out a few hours ago. So it seems like he's claiming his employer fired him during a sideline conversation. I haven't really read everything in depth, but this is, I think this is going to be a significant issue and I don't think we see AB put on another uniform ever again, unfortunately. Ah, he might fight a celebrity or something for four thousand dollars, but nice. Logan Paul. So we have we have a player lawsuit here with Matty B in terms of Antonio Brown. We have a player unretirement in terms of Tim Bennett's Ben Roethlisberger take. And I am going to predict that in week 18, some fucking team is going to have a key player go down for a massive injury that'll be out for the playoffs. They are a contending team in the playoffs. They will lose a key player in week 18 because they are stupid enough not to play him. Now, this I want to make sure we preface this. This is not a team that's in the hunt that's looking for that last playoff seed. This is a team that already has a playoff spot clinched, and they play a key member who goes down with a significant injury and will be without them for the remainder of the 2022 NFL playoffs. Boys, thank you for joining me. That was our week 18 NFL preview. Thanks for joining us. Go check out Big Screen Sports at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Big Screen Sports. For Twitter, it's at Big Screen Sport. Do not add that last S. And filter not included podcasts on any of your podcast streaming platforms. Filter not included. Tim Bennett, Maddie Brisson, thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks, fellas. Take it easy.